Welcome to Home with the Huckles, the podcast. I'm Brooke Huckle. And I'm Ryan Huckle. We've built a top producing mortgage team. And top producing real estate teams. While raising a family of five awesome kiddos. And creating a balanced and adventurous life. And an amazing marriage. Each week we'll be sharing tangible advice, tips, and tricks. And all the things about the home life. Hi, and welcome to Home with the Huckles. Welcome back. If what are we talking? Yeah. Yeah, we hope you <laughs> tuned in last week and got to know us a little bit. Hopefully that didn't scare you off. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So uh, we thought we'd talk today a little bit about the current market and what's going on in the real estate world right now. What everybody wants to know right now. Yeah. I mean, that's like the leading question I, it, that I get constantly, mm-hmm. and I know that you do too, is what in the heck is going on? Yeah. That's um, a lot. Yeah. And it's not just here. You know, it, it's really easy for us to fall into this idea that, that our market is is special or different or unique, mm-hmm. um, and in a lot of ways it sometimes is, but um, I'm talking to agents all over the country that are dealing mm-hmm. with the same that we are and mm-hmm. some even crazier than we are. Really? Yeah. Um, it's nuts out there, and, and I've, been, I've been screaming from the rooftops for the past, what, nine months that mm-hmm. inventory levels, actually longer than that, that inventory levels, meaning homes on the market, um, are, um, I would almost say dangerously low. I mean, like they're, they're crazy, crazy low, you know, cause I show you all the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, I have a, uh, a ticker that I watch in the MLS that shows, uh, you know, I've, I've set a certain boundary area of town where I do most of my business and, and, and it shows me each day how many houses have gone on the market, mm-hmm. how many houses have gone under contract, how many have closed and, Every single day for the last probably a little over a year, uh, the number of houses that have gone under contract has been almost double the number that are coming on the market. Wow. And right now, actually, for about the past six weeks, it's been almost triple. So we'll see, you know, 20 houses come on the market, but 60 are going under contract. So you can imagine over the length of time, you know, let's say over a two-month span with those kinds of numbers... Um, it's just getting more and more and more competitive mm-hmm. for the buyers because I, I don't think, and you can speak more to this, but I don't think that the number of buyers out there has dropped off at no. all. No, there's more, I feel like. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, and, and why is that? Why, why are more people wanting to move right now? I mean, I, I have my ideas and theories. I think there's lots of different reasons for motivation of moving right now, and I think they're mm-hmm. different than they used to be. Yeah. Used to people moved for out of necessity. Right. I think a lot of people right now, I mean, I guess it's still necessity, but I mean, we've even been pondering a move because we want, um, life looks different right now Yeah. due to COVID. Yeah. So we're working from home a lot. Um, our kids, we decided to start homeschooling this year. So we're just dealing with a totally different environment Mm -hmm. at home. Yeah. Um, and we need more space because we're there all the time. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's all, that's a big motivation. Um, I think a lot of people are also just trying to take advantage of these crazy low interest rates. Right. I mean, this has been historic. I've I've been in this business for ten years and and gone through a few small refi booms um, where we see rates kind of drop for a moment in time, but they've always been a moment <laughs> in right. time, right. not a whole year. I mean, we're we're going on now a year of of solid refis. I have. Um, one family that actually is in our neighborhood that I have uh-huh. closed on their 
new construction home, um, turned around and refinanced them within the first year of being in that home, and have now, um, I think they actually might be closing, it's either today or tomorrow, refis, we don't really pay quite as much attention to closing days, um, but I think they're signing their documents today or tomorrow for another refinance, Yeah. because it just, rates just continue to go down, mm -hmm. um, or have been, and um, it was, they made it work, like it, it was worth doing yeah. another refi that quickly, which I've never seen. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people are just trying to take advantage while, while it's still low. I mean, we've, we've said this before in the past in a totally different situation where rates were in the fours and we kept saying, mm -hmm. oh, we've never seen them below five. We've never seen them this low and the rug is going to get ripped out from underneath us at any time. And they pretty much have stayed. They keep going down. Yeah, they've stayed there or lower ever yeah. since yeah, for the I most got, part. I got proven wrong for sure on that deal. Yes. I, I remember in... Um, you know, after kind of the, the Can you crash. say that one more time, though, that you were proven wrong? I just... It happens every once in a while. Yeah, it does. It's pretty rare. I but... like to remind you of it, though. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, after after kind of the market crash, you know, in 07, 08, 09 that we saw, um, and then rates got, you know, really good again, mm -hmm. and, and they were, we were seeing, you know, four and a halfs, and, you know, I'd be that talking to... so amazing. Yeah, we'd have mm -hmm. a buyer come through a model home, you know, just, you know, big-eyed wanting to move but um, you know I'd be talking to them and, and try to figure out what their motivation is how soon they want to move and and a lot of them would say well we're waiting for the rates to get you know below four mm -hmm. and I'm looking at them and I'm telling like I told a bunch of them like you're crazy they're never going below four <laughs> because we had never seen that at that yeah. point like at that point four and a half was like amazing yeah. like it was the best that I had ever experienced mm -hmm. Um, and really the best that our market had experienced in decades yeah. at that point. So um, I totally got proven wrong on that. I mm -hmm. mean, it went below four, then it went below three and a half, and, you know, we're in threes. I mean... No, we're in twos. I know. Oh. I know. I'm just saying it kept going. Yeah. It's just insane, and none of us ever would have predicted it. So mm -hmm. um, it's really hard uh, sometimes to take people seriously when, when they when they say they're waiting on things like that, but they were right on that deal. Yeah. And these rates now, I mean, it's basically free money. Yes, it you is know? free money. I mean, it's insane. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you look at that and you go, okay, are we staying put? And if we are, we need to refi. Or if we might want something different, now is the time. Yes. Because we don't know. It is. Especially, I mean, we just went through an election. We don't know what this new administration, how that's mm -hmm. going to affect rates, you know, what the economy is going to look like, yada, yada. We've got the COVID stuff still looming. Well, yeah, and now that like, vaccines are getting pushed out there, mm -hmm. that's going to, I think, we'll start to see things get back to normal in the coming... Somewhat. Somewhat. I mean, I think we are living in a new norm. Yeah. But I think that some things will start to get back to some sense of normalcy, and you'll have people, you know, kids going back to schools, um, people returning to the workplace, some, maybe not everybody, but... You know, I think as we see life become more normal and the economy starts to bounce back a little bit, I think rates are going to go back up. I mean, mm -hmm. they are, they're not staying this low forever, for right. sure. Right. It's just a matter of when. How soon, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that is the fear. Anytime there's a new administration, like what's going to happen to the economy, what's going to happen to the rates? And, right. and it's unpredictable at any time, but it's especially unpredictable when you're talking about administration changes and things like that. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it, it, what's motivating a lot of people to move. I mean, for us, you know, we've, we've talked about <laughs> we're homeschooling now. So the kids are home 24 seven, the house that we built seven years ago, um, that we thought was going to be 
perfect for us mm-hmm. and has been great for yeah. us um, now seems really, really small when the kids are home 24 yeah. seven, everybody's on top of each other. Um, you know, that on top of working from home now, um, mm-hmm. a whole lot more than you and I used to, you know, so finding a quiet space to duck off and talk to clients is a challenge. And it's funny because for, for the last, I don't know, eight years, five, eight years, we've seen a trend getting away, moving away from, uh, offices Mm -hmm. in the house, you know, studies. Um, we saw a big trend in in new construction of going to these little nook offices. Mm -hmm. Just, it's basically a closet with a desk in it, which is probably great Um, for these kids that are doing distance learning and homeschooling, but not so, not so great for trying to run a business. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, the trend was moving away from people working from home, having those spaces at home and, and, and partly because we also are more mobile now. We're working on laptops and iPads so we can mm-hmm. duck into a closet and do a little work or whatever. <laughs> but, Sadly, we've both done that. Yeah, or into the garage or into mm-hmm. the utility room or into the bathroom. I mean, anywhere. But now Please that don't people call your clients from the bathroom. That's are working. Just gross. Um, no, we're not going to get into that topic. <laughs> but, you know, with people working from home now, um, they're reconsidering, you know, now I need an office space. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing those come back now in, in a big way, the studies and the offices and all that. So people are moving for a lot of reasons. Yeah. So there's a ton of buyers out there, super low inventory, like I mentioned early on. And that is really the driving, uh, that's what's driving the craziness. I mean, if more sellers... Mm-hmm. We're putting their houses on the market. It'd yeah. be one thing, and that—that's the thing that's a little bit hard to reconcile. Like, all these people want to move. Well, where are the houses that they're selling? Yeah, but, but think a lot of, of all them, these people that are coming in from out of state. Right, we're getting we're talking about that, that the other day. Like, I have never seen such a huge amount of buyers moving in from Colorado and California. Those are the main two. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a week or two ago where every single pre-qualification we had come in was from either Colorado or California. We didn't even have anybody here in Oklahoma that was moving that, was moving that week. It was yeah. all people coming in from out of state, which just kind of blows me away. Yeah. But I would assume that's the main reason because if people are buying, we've got this many buyers, are they all brand new first-time home buyers? No. No, I've got one that, that called me this week that's, um, you know, they just retired mm-hmm. out in California and you know, houses out there, I mean, they've got a $900,000 house out there. Right. And they're looking at coming here. Oh, yeah, and get and twice buying, the amount of house. You know, a $250,000 mm-hmm. house. It's going to be a nicer house. They'll, it'll be paid off because mm-hmm. they've got the equity, yeah. you know, in their current home. And they're coming here to retire. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that. You know, he's retired a few years ago, and she just retired. So um, we see a lot of that. And then, you know, you've got political climates and things like that that attribute to this, too. But Sure. Um, People are definitely moving in from out of state. They are. Tons. And uh, that drives it a lot. But the the low inventory, what we see, what used to be my goal and my objective um, and, and was somewhat unique or not quite as common was to get multiple offers for my sellers. Right. You know, that was always my goal. Like, how do I... I've always been really good at... at- creating that environment yeah how do I price it right and market it right mm-hmm. to, to to drive you know you got to time it right there's there's so many moving parts to that but when you can get a seller into multiple offers that generally means they're going to get their list price and usually above mm-hmm. um, which is 
fantastic. I mean, yeah. there's nothing better than giving a seller that bonus of, hey, not only did we get your price, but we got you an extra five grand or 10 grand or whatever. But mm-hmm. that now is pretty easy to do, honestly. Um, and that's why you see so many new realtors in the business because it's so freaking easy right now yeah. for people just to jump in, not really know what they're doing and make it look easy. Um, but there's still ways uh, that you can get even more, you know, for a seller if it's if it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. But where I'm going with that is this is what makes it hard for buyers. Yeah. Buyers are competing tremendously right now. They go out to find a house. One, the pickings are slim because there's just not much on the right. market. You and I have seen that. Yeah. I mean, we've been looking for a couple of years now yeah. at potential possibly. It's not like we have to move, but hey, if we found the right property. Right. They're not out there. No, we've been and looking we'll, pretty hardcore for almost a year. Yeah. And these are upper price range. This right. isn't this isn't like your entry level. I mean, you're you're always gonna have a lot of competition at entry level pricing. Sure. Um, but you get into the higher price points. Um, you didn't used to have competition, but we got competition mm-hmm. now. Oh yeah. We've you know, missed out on several houses that we really like. Yeah, yeah, because we're just not quite ready to really pull the trigger. Right. <laughs> but the pickings are slim, which makes it really hard for buyers mm-hmm. because you know, you go into that process um, with a kind of a checklist of these are the things that I want. If I'm going to move, by God, I want a bigger garage and I want a study and I want an upstairs bonus room and I want another bathroom so that our kids aren't fighting over Gosh, yes, the one. Please. We know a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you, you got the, the checklist and you start looking at what's on the market. There's nothing that hits all the boxes. Right. So you got to start going, okay, well, which ones are most important to me? Yeah, what's my non-negotiable? Yeah. So you might find one or two that, that okay, this might this could work if right. we if we rehab the kitchen or we, you know, knock out a wall and make that room bigger or we add a bathroom over on the west side or whatever, right? right. Like you're not going in and buying the house that's perfect for you, but this could work. And you go out and you find it and oh my God, look at all the traffic. It's the first day on the market and there's been 17 showings. Look at the, the, it's like a, it's like an open house over here, Right. but it's not an open house. Why are there 17 families lined up in the street (laughs) to see this house? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it literally gets that crazy. It does. I have several families right now that I, they're calling me every week for new numbers Mm -hmm. to look at because the house they put an offer in, they didn't win. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've got one family that has put in something like 16 offers. Yeah. On houses, and and they still haven't won out. And, and how frustrating is that? Like, right. I don't know how you don't eventually just give up and go. Right. Man, I'm staying here. Yeah. We're not doing this, and and we've had some clients that do that, sure. but um, it is it's super hard, super competitive. So one of the things we need to talk about in one of our episodes coming up soon, I think, is how do you how do you get the advantage? How do you get the mm-hmm. upper you know the upper hand in a um, in a situation like that where you have tons of buyers and you're, yeah. you're competing, there are, there are tricks to this. There and, are. Oh, for sure. And this, again, goes back to working with experienced um, agents and experienced lenders and, mm-hmm. you know, people who can really help you get that edge um, because it's super, super hard. And like you said, there's families that are doing it over and over and over yeah. again and losing out. And, and we're seeing so, – so then what happens? Like then, then the buyer starts going, well, I'm, I'm just going to offer 20 grand above list price right. to try to win this. You know, and I'm not going to ask for any closing costs. I'm not going to ask for the refrigerator. And I'm going to close whenever they want to close. Mm-hmm. Like you, you start figuring out, like, what can we do to yeah. make them love us more than the other 15 mm-hmm. offers, right? Um, so that's definitely something for us, you know to talk about because that, 
Um, it's tricky, super For tricky. Sure. Um, and it's only getting more so that way because that's the inventory levels we were talking about. So sellers, if you're thinking about selling, yes. now is definitely the time because um, we're, I mean, I always have a lot of them go into multiple offers and go above list, but they're going crazy above list yeah. right now. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's getting that crazy where buyers are desperate and saying, I'll pay whatever you want to pay. Now the next stumbling block then of course is the appraisal. Right. You can probably talk more on that than I can. We're actually, I personally haven't seen a huge issue yeah. with appraisals. I know that it's definitely an issue, you know, for some people it's happening. Low appraisals are definitely happening, but, um, I think thankfully we've we've got a great group of appraisers mm -hmm. in our pool that you know are, are keeping up with the market trends yeah um, and taking that into consideration when a house has multiple offers on it that means something there's a lot of people yeah. that are wanting that house so there's got to be a little bit of extra value in that right yeah well there should be I mean right and and, and I'm not knocking appraisers because I know that they're they're up against a wall they have to follow certain guidelines and and they can't let you know things um, get out of hand as far as far as market goes but that's a conversation I just had with an appraiser last week, you know, yeah. Hey, I've got a house that, um, you know, sold in <laughs> 12 hours mm -hmm. with 14 offers. Right. You can't tell me that it's overpriced. I mean, you, you are, how does an appraisal come in low when you have 14 ready wi and willing buyers at your list price or mm -hmm. above? Um, you can't say that the market value isn't there. Right. Um, but they're dealing with, um, they're dealing with a different scenario, obviously. And, and what's difficult for them is that they have to let the market, they have to let the appraisals catch up to the market. Right. When the market is, is accelerating this quickly, it's hard. It's hard for the, it's, you're waiting for those appraisals. So what happened on this one, um, we were under contract above list, great house. Um, appraisal came in, what, $7,000 low, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, for that reason, that was a conversation we were having is, you know, he said, Hey, I get it. I can see it. But the problem is I don't have the data. I don't have the, the, the recent appraisals in the neighborhood mm -hmm. to support the price that you have. Well, guess what? We just had one close this morning because I just, I literally was calling the other agents who had pending houses in right. the neighborhood and asking them, you know, what kind of, what kind of sale price do you have? What are we looking at here? And one of them said, well, that one just closed this morning. I'll close it out of the MLS right now. And that one closing yep. was enough for this appraiser now to go back and look at it and say, hey, look, there's the value. Yep. Now we can get it. So it really is just a matter of the market Yeah, They want to so give fast. the house the value. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just a matter of documenting and proving that there are comps to support it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's yeah, there's there's no – they have no motivation to not give it the value. Right. Um, they, they a lot of times get treated, you know, seen know. as the bad guy, and, and it's unfortunate, but – um, we love our appraisers. <laughs> uh, you know, consumers don't understand how it all works, so they, they just they auto, they automatically get mad at the appraiser. But the appraiser's uh, between a rock and a hard place sometime, and and that's what we're dealing with. It's just it's a crazy, crazy market. So here's the funny thing to me: in a crazy market like this, it's super easy to sell a house, right? Mm -hmm. So people start thinking, "Well, I'm just going to throw it for sale by owner sign in the yard." Oh, yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's great. You can totally do that, and you can mm -hmm. get a buyer at probably at your price, but there's a lot of other things to navigate through that process. Like we're talking oh goodness, about dealing yes. with the appraisers and the inspections and all those things that are also now super tricky because of the market that we're in. Yeah. So while it might look easier now in this mm -hmm. market, it's actually, I would argue that it's actually 
more difficult now mm-hmm. and it's more important for you now to have the rep- representation and the help People that you need somebody in your on. corner absolutely yeah. because what i see a lot um the other side of that uh, for sale by owner they don't really have a true grasp on where the market is going and what the market yeah. is doing right so they actually end up used to be they would overprice you'd see a fisbo is mm-hmm. always overpriced right now they're underpricing they are yeah, yeah. There is a sweet spot on every house, and that's the tricky part um, is figuring out where that sweet spot is, so mm-hmm. getting some help on that. Um, but what are you seeing now on um, the appraiser side? How much are you struggling with that? I know you said not very much, but... Yeah, we're really not struggling with appraisals. Um, I think we've had a few maybe come in just just shy, and typically what happens in a situation like that, they just go back and kind of renegotiate through it. Because if it's only a grand or two, right, it's usually a pretty easy renegotiation. Um, we've had a few where we've had to go back and do a second, ask for a second review of the appraisal. Um, kind of like the situation that you recently ran into and usually ends up working out. But maybe I'm just blessed and <laughs> have had really great luck with that. Um, you mentioned something, though, a minute ago about us missing out on a few houses because we weren't really ready yeah. to pull the trigger um, which is very true right what what are things that people should be doing to be a little bit more prepared for pulling that trigger well <laughs> there's so many moving pieces sure. that have to be ready but i would which say is why that we're not ready <laughs> what, what we're dealing with is is you know we we haven't been like hardcore like we have to move we're going to move like the property that we're looking for is fairly um, unique. unique and difficult to find, So, um, which actually should mean the opposite of what we've actually done. Um, but, what do you mean? Well, we just haven't been in a big rush because we yeah. know that a property like that hits the market maybe twice a year. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been like, hurry, let's hurry and get our house on the market and get it sold because we don't have anywhere to go right. if we sell our house, right? So we just haven't been in a big enough hurry to get our house prepped and market ready. Yeah. And you know that I don't just throw houses on the market. They have to be perfect before they hit the market. Mm -hmm. So we have a long list of things that we have to do to get our house ready. And we just haven't been super motivated to do that um, because the house that we want isn't out there. So it's hard to get emotionally fired up, you know, and that's, I I see that some with my clients, you know, I mean, they're, they're emotionally fired up. Like we want to move. We saw this house, that house may go under contract and then the fire's kind of gone again. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of, I think, what you and I are doing. I mean, and we've made great progress now the last few weeks yeah. on our house. We We're just a little have more to... motivated because we missed out on yes. a house that we really loved. Exactly. So we just have to somehow keep that going. Yeah. Um, but I would say that's the number one thing is you've got to have your house ready to sell mm-hmm. if, if you have to sell. Now, if you don't have to sell to get under contract, if you can get under contract without a contingency on the next house, then you're in the driver's seat a little more. You yeah. Know, con- sellers don't want contingencies, period. No. Especially right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just, well, they should be more open to them now because we know that houses are selling so well. Yeah. They shouldn't be quite as afraid of them, but they are. You might want to explain contingencies. Not everybody okay. knows what that means. So the contingency basically just means, hey, I have house A that I've been in for five years, and for me to qualify to buy house B... I have to have house A sold. Like right. I have to have the funds out of that, the equity out of that house to go into my next house. Or maybe it's a credit thing. Maybe, you know, can't I just can't to carry qualify both. to mm-hmm. carry both. So I have to have that one closed before I can close 
on the new one. Right. And that's the most common. I mean, that's most people have to. Not only do most people have to do that because they can't carry two mortgages, but who wants to carry two mortgages? Sure. Who wants a vacant house sitting around that you're paying for, right? Yeah. So the fear of that alone keeps a lot of people from, from it. So if you can qualify without that contingency, that's great. But if you have to sell your first house to buy the second house, that's what a contingency is. You're writing the contract saying, I want to buy your house, but I have to sell mine first. So from a seller standpoint, think about that. They may, they're moving somewhere, right? So right. they may be saying, they may already be qualified to buy their next house without a contingency. So if they accept your contingency, now they're risking, we may end up with two mortgage payments mm -hmm. because we're taking ours off the market for this person who has to sell their house. Mm -hmm. Most likely it's going to go great, but what if it doesn't? And then it creates this big domino effect. It's yeah. very scary. Yeah. So as you know, I have one certain client slash friend <laughs> slash family member who currently owns three very large homes because he is really good at buying the next home without <laughs> selling the previous home first so, so he has a lot of real estate right now in the Edmond Oklahoma City market Bless his heart. Um, and he can he can weather that storm so right. he's okay he's not stressed about it but for the average Joe that's a massive problem the carry I think costs. his fiance would disagree with you that he's not stressed a little bit about it oh no he's stressed about <laughs> it but just not to the point that that some of the rest of us would be yes um, so yeah contingencies are tricky so I, yeah. I personally I, I think the number one thing is get your house ready if you're in a neighborhood, like we're in a neighborhood where I, I have no doubt the minute we put our house on the market, it's going to be under contract in three days. So It will probably be in three hours, if I had to guess. Could be hours, yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's going to be fast. Right. Because, we, you know, not to toot my own horn, but we, we bought right in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, we built one of the smaller homes in the neighborhood, um, and that, that's, that gives us a big advantage, especially in this market. But where I'm going with that is... We could go into, if you know, if we find the next house tomorrow, if our house is ready, I can throw a sign in the yard, get it under contract, then we can go in with our offer. Right. Yes, it's a contingency, but our house is already under contract. Right. There's very little risk. Yeah. There's a qualified buyer, yada, yada, yada. Versus going at them with a contingency of, hey, we want to buy your house, but we have a house to sell and it's not on the market yet. Right. So getting your house ready is number one. Um, and when I say ready, I mean ready. Like, well, I'll leave that up to your agent. Hopefully that agent is me. But if it's me, <laughs> that house has to be Ryan ready. That's the running joke. Hashtag Ryan ready. But that means your house looks better than everyone else's on the market. That's one of the big pieces of getting you the most money. So I wish we could keep our house Ryan ready. <laughs> that would make Wouldn't my that heart. Be great? Yeah, that would make my heart very yeah. happy. You're going to have to talk to your little heathens if, <laughs> if you want your house Ryan ready all the time because that is the problem. I know. They're a handful. Yeah, for sure. I think the other thing, though, that people you know really need to take into consideration and need to explore other than making sure that their house is ready to hit the market um, is also taking you know, a deeper look into your finances, mm -hmm. talking to a mortgage lender who is very well-versed mm -hmm. in numerous options, not just your cookie cutter conventional or FHA loan. Right. There's lots of ways to pull funds from other places. There's different loan programs where you can get your down payment, you know, from another source, mm -hmm. um, grants and down payment assistance. There's loan programs that don't require any money down. 
there's loan programs that you can put a very small amount down until you do sell your other property and then put this large like one-time principal reduction down um, and reforecast all your future payments from that point forward, which is a really cool tool. Mm-hmm. But there's so many different ways that people can find the funds. It doesn't always have to come from the equity in your home. Um, and so I think it's really important to talk to a lender who really can help you explore, you know, all those different yeah, ways to, to do that. And two, I can't tell you how many times I talk to families that are baffled that I can qualify them for both properties. Mm-hmm. So just because you think you can't right. um, is not necessarily the case. Lending has changed a lot yeah. um, in the last decade. So, you know, there's there's a chance you could go ahead and qualify without having to have that contingency, which we all know is definitely one of the big keys right now mm-hmm. to getting, you know, your offer accepted and taken oh, it, seriously. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you have to think as, as a home seller, you put your house on the market and you get seven offers. Yeah. And three of them are contingent. I mean, why would you even consider those if you right. have four other offers that are not contingent that, that the other terms look great, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a massive disadvantage if you're going in with a contingency and there are ways, um, you know, your agent can coach you through in most situations. If you're willing to, um, really take the advice of your agent, there are ways that you can write that offer, um, without the contingency, if you're able to qualify without, but still get your house sold so that you're not stuck with, with two mortgages. Cause that's yeah. the fear. Right. I mean, nobody wants, you know, a vacant house that they're paying on. I don't care how much money you have. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a drain yeah. on a savings account. Um, I could tell a lot of stories about that, but oh, this is one of those topics. I think we could go on and on and on about. Absolutely. Yeah. For so, sure. So what do you, do you have any predictions? How long do you think this is going to last? Oh my gosh. There's, no, I'm not even going to try to predict that because, <laughs> because like I said, it, it just continues to get, yeah. the inventory levels are going lower and lower and lower and we're headed into spring, which is typically the busy, busy, busy season, right? We're so busy. we're already busy. Mm-hmm. And so let's say you're tripping. It never slowed down, honestly, no. which was so weird. We're used to For the holidays. Of, that's the only yeah, time. Yeah. We're used to kind of taking a little bit of a step back in parts of November and December. Yeah. Um, we actually t- typically do a lot of traveling in January because it's also usually slower and this year didn't, it never slowed down. Right. It right. stayed busy. Yeah. I mean, it slowed down the week of Christmas, um, and the week of new year's for a hot minute. And yeah. that was it. Yeah, absolutely. And so now you're going to have going into spring, you're going to have even more buyers looking that's so because scary. that's the busy time. I mean, yeah. if your kids are in school, you want to find a house in the spring so that you can move early summer and they can mm-hmm. get settled and adjusted during the the summer when they're out of school and before they go back to the new school. Yeah. Um, that's when most people want to move. So you're going to see a massive influx of buyers in the next couple of months. And I don't see any reason that we're going to all of a sudden have more inventory on the market because mm-hmm. that's been a trend now for a year, you right. know, so those numbers keep going lower and you're going to have more buyers. It's only going to get more competitive. Crazy. So. I would say our next next couple of episodes, we probably really need to talk through the you know the pre approval process and how do you really get prepared and how do you win multiple offers because that's going to be even more important. Yeah. In sixty days from now than it is right now. I agree. It's going to be nuts. One hundred percent agree. Yeah. So hey, thanks for uh, tuning in again today, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. See you guys next week. Bye.